Welcome to the Happiness Playbook, a podcast where we help you practice happiness. How is 2023 going for you so far? There's a lot of high hopes and dreams at the beginning of a year, and we want to make sure you do everything you can to achieve your goals of becoming happier. I'm Larie Florence, and I'll be your host for episode 117, where we'll be discussing the idea and importance of a happiness practice. A happiness practice? What is that? Well, we have a soccer practice. We practice piano. There are even health practices and yoga practices. Did you know you also need a happiness practice? You do. And I'm going to help you understand why. So stay tuned. Have you noticed how many more people are at the gym or out on a run at the beginning of a new year? The swimming lanes are clogged and the bike trails are also crowded. It can be trying for those of us that run, swim, or cycle all year long. Give it a few weeks, though, and things will be back to normal. How do I know? Because studies have shown that almost 25% of all people who make New Year's resolutions will quit before the end of the first week. Most will quit before the end of the month, and slightly less than 10% will achieve their goals by the end of the year. Do you know why so many people fail? I do. But before I let you in on that secret, we need a team huddle. How is team happiness doing? Here at the Happiness Playbook, we like to say that life is a team sport, which means we're all in this together. So let's check in and see how we did on episode 116's Happiness Challenge, or as we like to call it, Play of the Week. Were you able to be more present with your desires? Were you able to look deep inside at what you really want when you were facing something that could derail your goals? And then ask yourself the question, is this what I truly want? If you did this, I want to hear about it. Send me a direct message on the Happiness Playbook on Instagram or leave a comment on playtheory.org. I want to give a shout out to our followers on our Instagram account. If you use social media, that is a great way to review the ideas we share in each episode and be reminded of new episodes. We also post each week's Play of the Week, so if you need a reminder or a review, it's also a place that we review the four principles of play theory, and we share the links to our highlight reels and fun stories about people who are applying the play theory principles. And this week, I have a really fun one. The title says it all. Improving her depression, woman tries something new every day for a year and vows to keep it up. So I'll leave a link on the episode page at playtheory.org. So this is the story about 34-year-old Jess Mel. She had fallen into a deep depression during 2020. I bet a lot of us can relate. The world was bleak, and she was really struggling to find joy in her life. By the end of 2021, she had had enough, so she took action and committed to 100 days of trying something new each and every day. So does that remind you of any play theory principles? Maybe letting go and playing? Her list included things like beekeeping and hot yoga. And as she continued to take 
daily steps out of her comfort zone into interesting unknown places she'd never been. Her interest and enthusiasm for life began to bubble up until by the end of her 100th day commitment, she felt so much improvement in her depressed mood that she extended her challenge to include all of 2022. So here's a small sample of Jess's firsts. Bleeding a radiator. Did you know that's something you do, especially on older cars? She used a sewing machine, joined a gardening group. She traveled to places near her home that she'd never been before. I know there are places that I drive by in my community that I'm thinking, oh yeah, I should check that out, but I just never have. She tried speed dating, line dancing, poaching an egg, playing chess for the first time. She successfully completed some a set of monkey bars. If you don't know, know what that is, hanging on those metal bars on a playground. Hats off to her if she did it. It's hard. She changed a tire. She played golf for the first time. She made a pizza from scratch. She learned how to do a French braid. So the whole list is in the article if you want to see more of what Jess did. Today, at the start of 2023, she says she's happier than she's been in over 10 years. She says that having to step out of her comfort zone repeatedly has been the best part of this experience. And here's what she has to say, quote, It's now just part of what I do. Now, whenever I think I could try that, rather than putting it off, I just ask myself, why don't I? Unquote. Way to go, Jess. What a great attitude. At the beginning of this episode, I shared how many people fail at following through on their goals. One in four after the first week, and then almost 90% before the end of the month. Only 10% or less than 10% are going to succeed at keeping a goal. So what was Jess's secret to having success sticking to her goal to do something new every day? Let's break it down. I think she really leaned into the play theory principle of let go and play. She really had to let go of the status quo or what she was used to, to step out of her comfort zone day after day. Also, about halfway through her challenge, she was feeling stressed about having to do something new on her calendar every day. So instead, she let go of some rigidity and kept playing with her goal and developing by adjusting to doing 365 new things by the end of the year instead of one new thing every day for a year. So she could double down some days and on a day when she really needed needed a break, she could take one. What a great example of the power of letting go and playing. Mark Twain would have been proud of Jess. Here's what he had to say about the play theory principle of letting go and playing. 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones that you did do. So think about that. Sometimes we don't do something because we're anxious about the ramifications. We're afraid we'll be disappointed if we do it. And here's somebody who was a pretty reliable voice of experience. He was well-traveled and in his older age, he was giving us a little word of wisdom. We're going to regret not trying things. And Jess's journey is a great example of what can happen 
when we change our mindset from one of sitting in our comfort zone to one of taking risks and getting out there and trying new things, even if they stretch us. And that is the real power behind play theory. As you commit to applying these four simple ideas in your day-to-day life, your paradigm or the way you see and react to life will shift. You'll be less reactive and defensive. You'll be more accepting and validating of others and self, and you'll also feel more validated. You'll have more success working with others, especially in creative processes. You'll feel the joy that comes from truly collaborative creation, where ideas are openly shared and built upon or redirected instead of stymied and shut down. Seeing the world through the paradigm that we're all on the same team and that as we help others, we will be helped in turn, will calm the fears and anxieties so rampant in our current culture that is fueled by comparisons and shouts of scarcity. So how do we develop this mindset? Practice. Just like Jess, every day we have to get up and do it again. We have to have intention and the commitment to follow through on those intentions. You'd need encouragement and support as you take these transformational steps into a new you. And that's what the Happiness Playbook is all about. We want to be your personal trainer for your happiness practice. Have you ever worked with a personal trainer before? They usually aren't sharing groundbreaking ideas It's more about them showing up, so we have to show up. It's also about having accountability. Somehow, when we know we'll be answering to somebody at the end of the week, we do better on our commitments. For those on health journeys, they often have accountability buddies or a weekly weigh-in. Here at the Happiness Playbook, we want to be your happiness coach and accountability buddy to help you reach your happiness goals. Each week, We'll talk about ideas and concepts that can help you up your happiness game. And we'll give you applicable steps to take to help you in your happiness practice. Think about it. If you wanted to learn how to play the guitar, you'd need to pick it up and play it regularly. You wouldn't expect to be a proficient guitar player after one or even a few deep dive jam sessions. The same goes for our physical fitness. We have to get out there most days and sweat if we want to enjoy the benefits. Why would our mental health needs be any different? That's why we need a happiness practice. I'm going to say it again so it can sink in. A happiness practice. Or another way of saying it, we need to spend consistent, dedicated time and attention to our mental well-being. This is where play theory comes in. The four principles can help us do a quick evaluation of our current state of mind. Are we feeling anxious? Then we're thinking about something in the future and aren't being present. Are we feeling self-conscious and embarrassed about a mistake we made? Then we aren't letting go and playing. Are we struggling to find connection with others? Maybe we could accept and build more. If we're feeling lonely and discouraged, we could look outward and find purpose and meaning outside of ourselves. Currently, I'm taking pickleball lessons, and it's amazing to see how it's helping me in my matches. I find that when I spend time practicing a new skill, I improve faster than if I only play games. 
If I have to choose between playing a match or drilling, it can be hard to invest time in a slow-paced practice session, but doing that allows me to be more present as I practice the new skill. It can also be hard in a lesson to let go of my ego when I'm being told that what I'm doing is wrong, but it's essential if I want to quickly progress in my pickleball skills. Instead, I could keep mindlessly slogging away, just doing my best in match after match, and eventually I would see improvement, but not at the rate I do when I consistently practice with focused intention. Also, if I was only learning from my mistakes and not getting any coaching or feedback, I'd have to spend a lot longer in a state of frustration trying to figure things out without any other input. Stepping back Evaluating where my skill set is and practicing with intention is essential for effective improvement. Basically, there are three components we need any time we want to improve any aspect of our lives. First, we need awareness. In play theory lingo, we need to be present. If we don't notice there's a problem, we're not going to be able to fix it. Second, we need to have flexibility and our mindsets and opinions. In play theory lingo, that means let go and play. If we're unwilling to accept that we need to change, then nothing's going to change. Third, when we receive feedback or direction about our actions, we need to accept it and then build on it as we incorporate it into our future actions. If we refuse correction, we'll just keep headed down the same wrong path only to arrive at a place we really don't want to be. After we've received help, we're in a position to look outward and help others. When we do this, it puts fuel in the tank and encourages us to keep going. That's a huge part of why we do this podcast. And that's why I love hearing from listeners who are using play theory to practice happiness. Teaching others about play theory is a big part of my own happiness practice. There's a saying, men, when they teach, learn, and boy, is that true. So if you have the intention to improve your mental health and be happier, we hope you'll make a daily effort to incorporate the four play theory principles into your life. And we hope you'll take on the challenge of doing the weekly play of the week that we share in each episode. If you can find a buddy to listen with you to share in the challenge, even better. But if not, we'll provide some accountability with our weekly team huddle check-ins. Earlier, I told you that I know why so many people fail to achieve their goals. Remember those three things that I shared that we need to do to improve? Well, achieving a goal is improving, so let's revisit those again. Number one, we need to be present, and this includes with our deepest desires. Like we talked about in episode 116, Our goals need to be based on our true wants to have the staying power that's needed to make change. Often goals are based on externalities or what people think other people want them to do. So that's why many goals are abandoned because they're connected to external motivators and not our true desires. Number two, we need to let go of the security of our comfort zone We need to accept the discomfort of not knowing the answer or of making a mistake. We need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. 
I'm not saying that means 24 hours a day, but just like with our example of Jess, we need to be able to step out into a new activity regularly if we want to change the current status quo. Number three, we need to build on the opportunities we'll find in our new space that opens up once we've stepped through that portal of change. So if you're seriously interested in being happier, take these steps seriously. I'm serious. As serious as I can be saying the words, let go and play, but seriously, I'm talking about playing as seriously as children do. They go all in. It's all consuming. They don't care what time it is or when dinner will be. So be a kid and get serious about your happiness. Commit to a happiness practice. And when I say practice, I mean practice. Just like you were going to learn the guitar or the piano or taekwondo. You're going to have to do it regularly. You're going to have to turn to experts and others who have more experience. You're going to need feedback. You're going to need support. And you're going to need to follow through on a regular basis. I hope you'll take a look at what you truly want. And if being happier is on that list, make this podcast a weekly part of your journey. Just like with Jess and her highlight reel, it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It's about the intention to take action and commitment to follow through on what we've determined is important to us. Do that and soon, just like with Jess, you too could be well on your way to mastering the skill of happiness. And just like her, it'll take lots of repeated daily actions. Jess couldn't just decide to get over her depression one afternoon. She had to stick with her game plan for a long time. So here's our play of the week. I want you to go all in on your commitment to a happiness practice. Lean in and accept these weekly challenges and take action with intention. If you're on social media, tag the happiness playbook on a post and let us know you're officially in on this challenge and a member of team happiness. And just like Jess, with commitment and intention, 2023 can bring the greatest happiness you've had in years. We're rooting for you. You can do this. Till next week, when I'll be sharing a very specific practice you can do to help increase your mindfulness. Remember, happiness isn't something that happens to you. It's something that you make happen. And that takes practice. So let's do this.